We are raw and real Western women who have endured the fires of life, and though we carry the brands of our trials, we are learning how to satisfy our thirst with the well of water that comes from the only one that can truly satisfy, Jesus. Journey with us as we explore an unlimited range of topics. We will discuss our personal experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, along our beautiful journeys to the well, and so much more. Water up! So with letting go comes some really specific challenges that I think need to be brought to attention and I know we've all experienced them ourselves when we go through dry spells, dry seasons, we don't feel on fire, we don't feel close to the Lord, we don't feel like we hear Him. So as we start to, I guess, essentially master a sense of letting go and you start to see fruit come from that or you start to see changes in your life come from that, that's wonderful, but you have to put that effort, that activeness of letting go, you have to put it on repeat so that you continue to stay well-watered and well-fed. And that comes with getting in the presence of the Lord, getting in the house of the Lord, and attending church with the body of Christ. That's the biggest and best way to refuel is with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And in saying that, that helps you bloom and flourish that much more. So then your letting go, your fleeing, produces fruit. That's just like with any sporting event. I mean, if you're sitting on the sidelines, you're going to keep sitting on the sidelines. But if you get out there and practice, you get some skin in the game, you're going to have results. If you, That's just like showing up at the gym. If you show up once, it's not going to work. I like the, the fact of getting back to the house of the Lord because that is your stronghold. We're called to surround ourselves by wisdom and people who that you know will help you grow and flourish too. And they can lift you up in your down times and those times that you're struggling, they will be there to put you under their wing and carry you and lift you up. We all need that mentor. We need to be able to receive that as well. Mm-hmm. There's there's like a big mentality amongst a lot of people is well, I don't have to go to church to have a relationship with God. I don't have to. No, you're right. You don't because the initial first church was in the home, and that's fine. But you go to church to be with fellow people of the Lord and to fellowship and to get your tank refueled. It doesn't matter who's in there. It matters the message that God has there for that day. So the whole the whole fact of well, I don't have to go to church. No, you don't. But it's good to to fellowship and get your faith tank filled because once it's lowered and you're not getting into that, like things just start crashing down around you. Mm-hmm. you and know? like once you find a church, like it's something like if you don't have a church, a home church, like it's something you need to pray about. I mean, it's something that it took us a few years. Like I tried several churches um, whenever we were living in Grosbeck. I didn't really like any of them. Like none of them it was my thing, but like then, you know, once you find that one that fits you and you find a preacher that pushes you a little bit, that call, that's not afraid to call you out, mm-hmm. yeah. like, hey, you're doing this, you know, out of love, out of love, yeah, mm-hmm. speak your truth out of love, but it's, it needs to be something that comes out of the word, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to revolve like all the religion things, like, I mean, you get into so much extra stuff with that, and like, that's 
kind of a turnoff for a lot of people, but I mean, you've got to pray pray to God and be like, hey, I need a church. Dear Lord, help me find a home church. One that you want me in, not necessarily what my expectations would be. Mm-hmm. And until like we were planted, you know, in our church, we didn't see a lot of growth. I know I personally dried up and shriveled. Yes. <laughs> but you got to go get the fertilizer. I feel like that's kind of like the fertilizer for your garden. Yeah. It's going to church and like being able to help you grow. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because it took me eight years, eight years to find like our, our home church. Yeah. And I searched and I tried and I grew weary. I did. There was a point where I gave up. Mm-hmm. I quit going. I quit trying. And then it would get brought to my attention that I needed to go again. And I would try some more. And I just could not find one. that None of them felt like home. None of them felt right. And I did. I had expectations. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I like a certain kind of worship. I like a certain kind of pastor. I like a certain kind of setting. You, you have expectations. Well, it's, it's not necessarily about the worship. You can do the kind of worship that you like anywhere, any time of the day, driving down the road, whatever the case may be. It's about the message that's being delivered to you. So our church, for example, you know, is an older style of worship, and that's not necessarily my jam, and that's okay. I like the more conventional kind of worship, but the message that we receive from there is what fuels me and feeds me. And I've seen more growth in my life personally and my family and the things that have happened since we started attending and sticking with the home church than I ever did previously. It's like our home church, you have a pastor who not only preaches to you, but you see him. Everything that he preaches, he is doing out in the community. And, like, I think that's important. Like, when you go to church, yes, you, you see your, your preacher, and he's preaching and whatnot, but you're not necessarily seeing the works that he's doing, per se. And I feel like with our pastor, like, everything he's preaching to you, he probably doesn't preach to himself. And he is out in the community, and he is doing things. Like, you see how God is working through him and what he's doing. And, like, he's just a prime example of what a good example of Jesus would be. And, like, I'm down for that. Like, I want to follow that. Like, what can I do to help? Like, I want to be a part of this. Like, if you're going to be active, like, I want to be active, too. He's just that kind. And I think that's just what pushed me because I, too, like the more contemporary Mm -hmm. worship, which we get to do that at night, you know, with the night service or whatever. But I could do without the worship as long as I got to listen to an active message that's not only being preached in the church, but it's being preached out in the community by his word. Yes. And you're supposed to lead your home by example. So whether your home is each of our own households or his home is his, the body of Christ in his church, then he leads by example. He leads us by example, just like we're supposed to lead our homes by example and inspire growth and inspire fruitfulness. Mm-hmm. And, and he does that. He is certainly dedicated and leads by example. Mm-hmm. He's not lazy. No, no. not <laughs> to be lazy. I can't think of the verse, but uh, you're not supposed to be a lazy man and everything that you see growth is caused by action. And I think we should all do action and be led. Because how else are our children going to learn? Like you can sit here, we're going to pray to Jesus, but then you go over here and do all these other things that defile everything that you just prayed about or everything that you set up. And it's like, if they're getting mixed signals in home, they're going to get mixed signals everywhere else. If you're not teaching them, somebody's going to teach them something. So Mm -hmm. if it's not being taught in the home, on a regular basis and showing them how to 
else supposed to know? What else are they going to get going out in the world? Like somebody else is going to teach them whatever. Mm-hmm. So you just hope that a godly figure gets put in their life to be able to teach them the correct way. So it all starts at home. The church starts in the home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And I think we need to make sure that as we are soaking it all in, that we let it out and be that and allowed to be that sponge to fill it up and then get squeezed out. Mm-hmm. Fill it up and squeeze out so that you can constantly guide others. It's awesome to see someone who is struggling and you're able to lift them up. I get more enjoyment out of helping someone else than being the one helped, which I think that's a lot of a mother's instinct. Like we are so prone to help our children and grow our children and we don't necessarily always um, know how to receive. And I struggle a lot on that receiving aspect. And so having the people that you're surrounded with to see that you need to receive, not only give. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely. I like this symbolism of like us being a reservoir. Like God pours into us through worship and word and in time with him. And if it just remains in you, like what good does that do? It just becomes stagnant. It's got to be pushed out. So as you're receiving it in, it needs to flow through you. And to witness or to, you know, set example or whatever. So, like, we're just a constant reservoir of water running through and planting seeds and doing all the things. Like, you can't just take it in and not go nowhere with it. Like, what purpose does it have? Yes, it might grow you, but God didn't just call just to grow us. Like, we're here to grow other people, Mm -hmm. whoever it may be. Yes, to put forth action and inspire growth. Yes. And that means reaching out of your comfort zone. It means getting uncomfortable it means reaching out for things you wouldn't typically reach out for and that's how we ended up here was deciding to put forth action and as soon as we made that decision to put forth action and get uncomfortable the things that God did and orchestrated were phenomenal Mm -hmm. huge and when somebody makes that kind of a decision to go along with the plan that God's laid in front of them and take action he's going to do amazing things and they're going to be big they're going to be huge. All it takes is letting go and letting God. But yeah, I feel like until we really, especially, it's crazy looking back because if you would have told me that I'd be sitting here talking on the podcast two years ago when we started this talk today, I'd be like, mm-hmm, nope, that ain't for me. I'm not a talker. Negative. I'm out. <laughs> Look at you. I wouldn't have even agreed to it. <laughs> same thing I had when, when the idea of a podcast was laid out in front of me as like the next idea right <laughs> I the devil immediately put this lie in my head and he was like nope it's gonna be too stressful it's gonna be too stressful to add to what you already have on your plate you're just mm-hmm. not gonna be able to balance it it's too much you can't do that immediately he laid that lie within my thoughts and I repelled the idea as a negative one internally never said anything and God addressed that. He took care of it. He took care of it, and he orchestrated everything just so, so that his plan could go forward. But I, it, it definitely took some work and some effort internally.
The thing that stood out to me most today in our conversation and the thing that I would say that I struggle with the most is temptation and continuing to have discipline. I can do it for three or four days and then I get distracted. And that's the thing that I myself find hardest and need to work on the most. And it's something that when brought to light and talked about and actually put forth in, in conversation, it makes it real and makes it come to the forefront of my mind where I can work on it. Right. Yep. I think the thing that kind of stands out, I struggle with the same thing, just, just being consistent with it. But I've, I have found that, you know, taking that one little step and I feel like just us as a group coming together, we, we all had to kind of admit, Hey, we, we are broken. We do have some brokenness. We're messed up. We're not your typical Christians, you know, like some people may turn around and, you know, use that against us one day. But I mean, it's like God came for sinners and that's who he hung out with was the sinners. That's who he's here for. He's here for you. Regardless, we just have to admit that we're broken and be like, hey, God, here I am. Here's all my pieces. Put them back together. And the amount of movement I have seen from him and the amount of growth and healing we have come through in the past couple years has been just jaw-dropping and it's almost it's like a hook now mm -hmm. like yeah. I want more give yeah. me more yeah fleeing fleeing is not a cowardly action when done in the right way I think fleeing from earthly desires anything that you know is drawing you away from where you should be away from God's word or away from God's presence to flee from that and then turn to God and allow him to fill you up and don't look for that fill to come anywhere else but him um, I know a lot of times that we feel like the fleeing aspect can run you in the wrong direction but if you point your compass in the right way go north don't flee from goodness run to it i have to say the biggest thing that stuck out to me was definitely the pride aspect the different forms of pride really not as in myself like i'm a prideful person but the different forms of pride that there are because there's so many like even with that, what I told about me setting those expectations, like I would have never thought in a million years that that was a prideful move because I was in thinking of for somebody else, like wanting something so bad for somebody else and setting those expectations high because we all know God can do some amazing things. Like if you want something done, you need to go to God, you know, in his time and get it be done. But I had set those expectations so high because I knew who I was taking them to. So the different forms of pride definitely is something that stuck out to me and I like to keep in studying because I would like to know if that's me that's like if I'm struggling with that like I want to be able to ask for forgiveness and be able to show other people these things too like I don't right. I don't want to be stuck in that like I want to rebuke that and learn mm -hmm. from it and move on like I don't want to be a prideful person like my outlook is for others like I want all these great things I just can't, I gotta remember my expectations 
don't need to be placed on God as a, you know, as mine. I need mm-hmm. to let God do his thing right. and get out of the way. Yes. It's yeah. also cool that you see how sneaky the devil is with it. Like, you had no idea it was a bad thing, and God was like, hey, yeah, that ain't how we're going to do it. That's right. But I love how he finished it with, I am faithful. I got it. You know, like, it was loud and clear. Like, it brought tears to me, and he was just like, you remember that I will remain faithful. Like, I can't not be faithful. I will be faithful. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay. something so bad for somebody because yes. you've tasted and seen what God has and yeah. what he can do and you want it so bad for this other person it's just like I just need you to just stop and get in the presence of God and just let him do do his things and God's like I'm faithful I got this get out of my way just leave alone mm-hmm. so until then I'm going to continue to fertilize that soil and hopefully plant seeds and you know trust God, God. Trust God. Trust mm-hmm. God to be God and try not to be prideful, obviously, because I apparently did. Was. I mean, it's just like, that is so rude. Definitely. Just trust God to be God. Yeah. Yep. What was the saying, Misty? Let, let God be God. Or trust God to be God. Trust God to be God. Trust God to be God. Mm-hmm. Well, shall we close in prayer? Yes. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this time tonight, Lord, and I thank you for all the listeners. Lord, I ask that you just bless their week. And God, I ask that you just help that um, everything that we went over, Lord, that you would just help them to be able to apply them to their life, Lord. I know that we have, and this is just, we're just a reservoir as it has flowed into us, and as we've learned, we're just flowing it out. And Lord, I just ask that you just bless each and every one of these bullet points that we went over tonight, Lord. Help people to self-reflect and see where you want to work in them, Lord, and help them to get out of their own ways. And God, I just ask that you just help them to be able to plant seeds and help us to continue to plant seeds in these people and fertilize the soil and and do all the things that you ask us to do as Christians. God, I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord, and being able to come to us in our time or just whenever you do and being able to correct us like you do and always reminding us that you are faithful in everything that you do, that it may not be our timing, that it's done. And we shouldn't set that expectation, God, that you will do it in your time and that when that time is there, it will be the best. God, I thank you for each and every one of these ladies here as them sharing everything that you have given them, the wisdom and the knowledge, Lord. And I just thank you for this podcast and everybody who helps runs it. Lord, we just love you and we thank you for being faithful. Amen.